What up, people? Schulte here, and you guys are about to listen to a clip from our weekly Patreon episode. If you want to sign up to our Patreon, support the flagrancy, support what we are doing, completely uncensored, flagrant content, you go to patreon.com slash flagrant2. With no more interruptions, here is the exclusive clip. My, my theory on Nick Cannon is he's seeking validation from a group of people that have always found him corny. Right. And the way that he's doing it is he's leaning into the hotep shit. Right. So he's going full hotep. The melanated people and this. And how do I, if you have melanin in your skin, the sun is not destroying you. You must be the guy and this, that, the other. And it's just nonsense. And white people, he's making an interesting point. Robbie brought up an interesting point. He's just making it from like a super uneducated, like hotep background. Right. So Robbie brought this up when we were talking, we thought it was really interesting. He said in one of his things, he goes, um, white people are actually the real savages and they have less melanin in their skin because they have less melanin in their skin. They were forced to like resort to these savage behaviors so that they could cope with the world and oppress the people who are actually rightfully built to exist in the earth or blah, blah, blah. And that's why they resort to these savage techniques. There's no science to back that up, whatever. It's absolute bullshit. But... If you want to make the argument, if you want to go for years, white people have been calling people of color savages. All the while, white people have been colonizing them, subjugating yeah. them, oppressing yeah. them. That seems way more savage mm-hmm. right. than being the quote unquote savages. Yeah. If he made that he argument, worded it better. Son, but if he just removed any of the pseudoscience, any yeah. of the eugenics from it, you'd be like, yo, that's a great point. Yeah. That, that's and a, that's a, my girl was like, his emotion is fuck you. You're calling us savage. We're not. Y'all are just as savage as us. Right. But it came from y'all are the true savages. Cause he's like, fuck you. Right. And that's where I think, but he's, you're still good there. Yeah. Y'all, y'all the he's true savages. The that's fine. It's not even, it's justifying with science. You're actually genetically savage because you have less melanin in your skin. So you must be right. savage and re- resort to these tactics. Now there's nothing I can do. I'm right. a savage, which is the exact same thing white people have done to black people for years, right. saying that they were lesser than, they were animals or whatever. So you can't do the same thing right. and expect a different result. Mm. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, I just have a question. Is that because when I first heard uh, what he said, like, I didn't fully understand what was so problematic about it. Like, I, I didn't agree with what, what well, he, he was saying. Well, he got fired for the anti-Semitism, not for that. Which yeah. is also Isn't that part of the anti-Semitism? No, anti-Semitism no? is different, right? So That's just against, like, Jewish, Jewish. Jewish people. Yeah. So the anti-Semitism was a different part. The the white shit, nobody cares about. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he wrapped in a little. He was talking about all the white stuff, and then he was like, you know, like white people, Europeans, Jews, like... And so yeah, he, like, like he kind of put okay, them so in that bubble. So he grouped it a little, but it wasn't really those comments. Uh, he grew, again, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He read one book. What was the name of the book? The ISIS Papers? Yeah, the ISIS Papers. The ISIS Papers by this, uh, like, Hotep philosopher. What is it? Francis Cress Wellston. Yeah, so she's like, it's like pseudo-black empowerment, but through, like, all this, like, pseudoscience and not, like, real shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, she's, and she's also, she's like, says that, like, white people invented homosexuality in the black community to keep the numbers down. Like, the, yeah. is a type yeah. facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. <laughs> that didn't work out, so we invented Planned Parenthood, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but like, so you like you start to get into that kind of shit, and if you're justifying these ideologies, you're gonna get fucked up. Now, you're not gonna get any pushback if you're sitting with a guy who's next to you, Professor Griff, 
right, from yeah. Public Enemy, who said anti-Semitic shit for 30 years he said now. something like Jews are the cause of all Another evil. Another interesting thing with Dr. Professor Griff is that, that he, when he was with Public Enemy, they wrote an album called Fear of the Black Planet, which is inspired by the ISIS papers. Interesting, right? Yeah. So they're talking about like, oh, you know about this thing? You're inspired by this woman? I read this book. We're talking about the book, Barbershop Conversation. That then got broadcasted. They then got broadcasted yeah. out, right? So it's like you can't have an anti-Semitic conversation with an anti-Semite and then expect people not to assume it might be anti-Semitic. Mm. Does do I think Nick Cannon hates Jews? No. Yeah. I don't think he hates Jews. I really don't. I, I and I know and he did the whitest excuse for why he didn't. He was like, My business partner for 30 years is Jewish. That that's the white people <laughs> when they go, My, I have a black friend. He also looks like a light skinned black dude. You seen his business partner? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a light skinned black dude. Uh, my read on Nick right now is that he's just lost. I have two roommates who were Hebrew Israelites right. from college and they start talking the same kind of like wild shit. I think you're just searching for meaning if you're Nick Cannon. You're you're rich, you're famous, you're not satisfied. Mm -hmm. You get married, have kids, there's still some kind of void. So you start searching for other things. He found Sicky, he told me that changed his life. But you didn't lean all the way in. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe he felt out of place as a black person, whatever. He's trying to find meaning in his place. And then he sees this book and he's like, oh yeah, that, that resonates with me. Mm. And he's just grabbing at everything. Mm. When he could, if he just found one thing to put a foundation on, yeah. which I think you could just go back to your Christian faith. God is one. Like, right, right. Then you're grounded. Here's a book that's held up for a lot of years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, live by that. But he's yeah. just searching everywhere for everything. And everything sounds like the truth to him. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. Do you think he thinks critically about the stuff he's reading or does he no, just gravitate he's regurgitating. to what? He just feels good. He's he goes, regurgitating, oh, bro. this makes me feel good. And I'm that, just not go. even makes you feel good. This makes me feel smart. Or like people will think I'm smart if I say this. You yeah. think so? Or people think, think I'm interesting. I, I will be validated by the people I want validation from. What the people that are going to see the three black fists. That was barbershop talk. Mm -hmm. And with barbershop talk, it's like motherfuckers just talk shit like they know what the fuck they're talking about. But it's just like, hey, I know the group of people are going to accept my message and not really challenge me very much on what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. That's and I why think they don't he, like me at barbershop. <laughs> and I think he had this guy across from him and it's almost like, oh, you'll relate to me if I go along with this. No, and he I specifically say this. chose him to be on for well, yeah, that reason. But I'm, yeah. just, but I'm saying it's like, I, I'm... I don't think he fully believes what he's saying, but he felt comfortable saying it in front of this guy. And if that was behind closed doors, of course, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah. This is a perfect example of like you sharing an opinion with people that agree with you. Yeah. And now he shared that opinion with the world, but he had never got any pushback on that opinion. Yes. So that made perfect sense with all the people that agree with him. And the second he put it outside of his little circle... People are like, actually, no, 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 that doesn't make sense. Yes. Now, it's important to like distinguish why people were upset, right? Yo, what's up, guys? We got to tell you about a fantastic men's brand. It's called Hawthorne. What you do is you go on the website, www.hawthorne.co, and you just fill out a survey. Take a quiz. I like this kind of conditioner, this kind of shampoo, this kind of moisturizer. They send you every product you need as a man. It is one-stop shopping, and the shit looks dope. So if you're a grown-up who's trying to hook up with grown women and you come over and they see this packaging, it looks like you got your shit together. I got all my products. All of them are high quality. It's all natural. Matter of fact, I had an allergic reaction to some old shitty body wash I was using. Had a rash. Using this, good money. Let's go. It's the fucking perfect thing if you're a man. It is, you don't want to overthink buying this deodorant from this place, that cologne from that place. Just do it. One-stop shop. Hawthorne.co. Hawthorne.co. That's C-O. We fucked up on the regular episode. We said .com. 
So we said to Hawthorne, we're like, yo, we believe in your products. We fuck with the company. We think it's a brilliant idea. Men's optimization. So we're going to run it back on the Patreon and the clip. Hawthorne.co. Use that promo code flagrant. You're going to get 10% off your purchase at Hawthorne.co. You don't want to be going to 15 different stores to get all your men's essential like washing items. Just have it sent to your crib. It's a pandemic out there. Anyway. That's the deal. Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E dot co. Now let's get back to the show. The white shit and the and the uh, Jew shit are different. Okay. So the Jew shit for years, this is why it's, this is why people call it anti-Semitic. Because for years, people have been using the argument that the Jews run the banks and the Jews control currency as a way to justify treatment to the Jews. For example, the Holocaust, et cetera. Yeah. Hey, you see them? They run the bank. Step one is they're controlling us. They're oppressing us. They, they run the banks. You don't have any money. It's probably because they got it all. And what's crazy, I just learned this yesterday, that that is anti-Semitic. Semitic. Like, uh, I then, didn't know saying and then he Jews said run this, the banks is an anti-Semitic statement. 100%. And then he said this, which was an interesting technicality. He goes, we can't be anti-Semitic. We're the Semitic people. Right. Now, that is a language technicality. Semites technically are people that spoke with Semitic languages, Hebrew, Aramaic. There's probably some other languages from that region, right? And I imagine that parts of Africa, people use Semitic languages. Mm. The Jews of Northern Europe, the Ashkenazi Jews, did not speak any Semitic languages, right? They spoke German or Polish or Yiddish or these languages, right? So he, I think he was trying to say, they're trying to be us. We are the Semitic people. They're not. The term anti-Semitism that probably gains popularity around Hitler Hitler was not talking about the Africans that speak the Semitic language. He was like, yo, these Africans, they don't own all the banks. These Africans that are oppressing us. He used Semitism, anti-Semitism as a blanket term for Jews. Ashkenazi and Sephardic. Mm -hmm. So Nick is using like tricky word logic to get around the idea that he's being hateful in what he's saying. I thought that that was some Hebrew Israelite shit where... Again, I don't really understand what they believe, but something is we are the chosen people. And I think that's what I thought. That's how I read what he was so saying. So there are, are African, the- there are Jewish Africans in Ethiopia. I believe it was like Joseph or somebody. I don't know who the fuck it was. But one of the 12 dudes went south. Mm-hmm. Right? There are 12 tribes of. Probably Judas. Say what? Probably Judas. Well, it was before Judas. It okay. was Jewish. Okay, right? right? So it's like one of them went south mm-hmm. and they went to Ethiopia and there are all these Ethiopian Jews because of it. So they literally were there. You could even make the argument that there were black Jews before there were white Jews. Because hmm. Jews were Arab. Right. Right? Okay. They were living in fucking Israel, Palestine, right? That's what they were there. That, right. That's they look Arab. And then some of them, or one of them, went down to Ethiopia. Right? So now you got some Arab and black mm-hmm. mixing it up. Right. Creating mm-hmm. Jews down there. Creating Drakes. Creating them Drakes. <laughs> Real talk, the first Drake was in Ethiopia. <laughs> right. So you can even make that, but... If you're talking about we are the original chosen people, no, black people were not. Neither were white people. Arabs were. Because that's what the fuck it is. Look right. at the map. Unless you're telling me people used to be black there and all of a sudden they switched and started not being black. Right. Mm. Make no sense, right? So he's using these. And the reason why Jews, and a lot of people don't understand this about Jews, but the reason why Jews get so anxious about this type of wording is because Every Jewish person that grows up in a Jewish household, I'm not even talking about like extremely Jewish, like Hasidic. I'm talking about just the regular Jewish household, our friends that are Jewish. Yeah. Every single one of them. From when they're young. Right. 
are told, eh, the Holocaust could happen. Never forget. Be very careful. You have to be, this could happen. The people are yeah, out they here. They say never people again, to, as in, that's the slogan. We can't let this happen. Yeah, again. never this forget. This will never happen. Is, or never, never again. again is 9-11. Never again is Never Holocaust. again. Yeah, yeah, Never yeah. again. We cannot let this happen yeah, again because yeah. it's possible. So we must make sure it never happens again. So we, most people do not know anything about Jews. Most non-Jews do not right. know anything about Jews, right? So we don't even know saying something like, the Jews run the banks. Yeah. We don't even know that's triggering. Yeah, I, didn't, I had no like, idea. Like, so many people, and I imagine Nick probably is the same way, even though he got Jewish friends. I bet he doesn't even know that, that that is like a super triggering thing because when Jews he hear that, he they're like- He had a business partner who ran a bank. Right, right, right. <laughs> so he's like, so when, when Jews hear that, they're like, wait a minute, this is that Hitler shit again. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, and that's why they're, putting, they're nipping that butt immediately. Yeah. And Rob even had an interesting comment. Like yesterday, he said, "Oh, like when I was six years old, my parents were telling me about the Holocaust." And I was like, "Wait, could that happen again?" And they were like, "Yes." Like, and and low, low key, yeah, they're like, "And it probably will." Like not the Holocaust happen, but that they will try. Yeah, because it's happened so many times. So as a six year old, you believe that like and, something like that. And the happen. theory makes a lot of sense if there is a global depression. You start looking at rich people like, yo, yes. these are the guys that are causing the problems. And if you are the however small group of people that really run shit, you're going to be like, yo, we got to give them someone. Let's let's give them mm-hmm. this group of people. That's 100%. Easy. And it, I mean, if you think about it, Jews are incredibly successful for how small the population is. Dude, it's crazy. And it's to the point where like when you're that successful in that small population... People that are not successful go, I need a reason why they are and I'm not. Yeah. And I can't accept it's because I'm dumb or I can't accept because I'm uneducated. There's got to be some other conspiracy going on. You know, they might not sit back and go, oh, Jews really push education and like you're a failure if you don't go to get a college degree. They support themselves. They support their own. They're big on buying Jewish owned products. There's a, yeah, I mean, I can't speak to that specifically, but like they, they, Community is very important. Education is very important. And the highest way, the best way to raise your class in society is through education. Mm. You literally get a master's degree, you're going to be making money. Your dad was a janitor, you get a master's degree, you're making six figures. Right. That's a $50,000 jump in one generation. Right. Minimum six figures. So whatever, it doesn't matter. We don't have to get too deep into it. But I did want to explain to people why... It's viewed as anti-Semitic. I do think he also, the guy Griff, said he doubled down on whatever statements got him kicked out of public enemy, which is like the Jews are responsible for all the evil or something. Mm -hmm. Apparently, the New York Times article I read said he doubled down on the podcast, said like, I'm going to get in trouble for this. And Nick was like, nah, man, you're speaking facts. If you're speaking facts, the truth, it's always okay. Mm -hmm. So like, he kind of co-signed everything that guy believed, first of all, by having him on the podcast, second of all, by saying it's cool. And then uh, I don't know if it was Griff or both of them, but said like, it sucks that Farrakhan is not allowed on Facebook anymore. And like, you know how Farrakhan is at least, at least perceived to feel about the Jews. I don't know the exact quotes, but like, right. you're yeah, going to see He's said a lot of anti-Semitic things, a lot of homophobic things. So if you support Farrakhan, Jews are going to look at you. And then you have this guy on the podcast. It's like, yo, this is, come on. Yeah. And then that shit is like Jew dog whistle, dog whistle language. They run the banks. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. And he's and saying the Rothschild. The Rothschild conspiracy is really interesting yeah. too, because- that documentary that, that we watched, The Money Masters, the Bill mm-hmm. Still thing. Remember when I was right. all about red pilling motherfuckers? Yeah, melatonin. What What was that? <laughs> <A> video <laughs> melatonin. <laughs> Son, you fell asleep. I saw you fall asleep watching that. <laughs> so, so that shit right there, this fire, that shit right there. <laughs> what was really interesting about the documentary is he never mentioned faith. It was an indictment on the Rothschild family. That's it. It wasn't right. an indictment on Jews, etc. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times, anti-Semites use the Rothschilds as an indictment on Jews in general. Mm-hmm. 
instead of them just being a family that is deeply entrenched in global banking and probably has done a lot of fucked up shit throughout mm-hmm. the years, right. they go, see what Jews do? All right, guys, you just listened to a clip from our weekly Patreon episode. If you want to continue to listen to that episode, subscribe, join the Asshole Army Patreon. Keep it tight and keep it flagrant with us. You can do that at patreon.com slash flagrant to indulge.